have been loving these client breakthrough episodes, and I am so excited to be coming at you today with yet another one. We're diving into the exact mindset shift that helped a client of mine go from feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and at the whim of whatever came her way to gaining a sense of empowerment in her business and making better decisions with so much more ease. If you're someone who feels like you stall out on making decisions in your business and it feels so difficult to choose the exact perfect thing, then you are going to absolutely love the mindset shift that we dish out in this episode. This is going to be a game changer for launching in a way that feels good, creating more ease, and really stepping into a business that feels good and sees more of the results you want because of it. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Kelsey O'Halloran. Kelsey is a website copywriter and consultant who helps service-based entrepreneurs turn readers into dream clients. Using her background as a journalist, she conducts interviews with her clients and their customers to create website messages that sound like them, speak to their people, and generate genuine sales. Kelsey is also the creator of Website Copy Academy, a series of audio courses to help everyday entrepreneurs beat the blank page, get clear on their message, and confidently write copy that connects and converts. She lives in Portland, Oregon with her husband and their scruffy rescue dog, and they're expecting their first baby. Kelsey, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Of course. I am so freaking excited to have you on the show today. Oh, thanks. I'm so excited to be here. So essentially, I just want to give everyone a little bit of background before we dive in. So Kelsey was a scholarship participant from last year. So essentially, I think we started our work together in December? Yeah, November, December. Yeah. Yeah, around there. End of last year. And I am just so excited for all of the insight that she's going to share with you today. She has been, I mean, she's just such a gem of a human being in general. So I know that you guys are really going to connect with her. But I am just also excited for her to share the mindset shifts that have really made such a difference for her in our work together and just share more of the experience of what it's like to work with me. I have been loving these client breakthrough episodes. I have been loving this series, and I think it's just so incredibly helpful for listeners to hear what it's like to work with a mindset and sales coach, what that actually looks like. Because of course, I'm talking about it all the time, but I think it's just so helpful to get another point of view. So just so excited to dive in. So excited for you to hear from Kelsey and her perspective and hear more about her amazing business. So Kelsey, as we dive in here, can you tell us, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words a little bit more about what it is that you do and why you do it. Yeah. So like you said, I'm a website copywriter and consultant and I love helping entrepreneurs with their their copy because I just believe that the words that you use on your website and as a brand are so powerful and play such a huge role in turning your readers into dream clients and, and growing your business in a way that feels good. Yes. Oh, so good. And of course... I just have seen what an incredible impact that has for your clients and how much your work really helps them and supports them and really transforms their website. So I'm just so excited for you to share more about that work with us today. But can you tell us a little bit about why it was that you had decided to apply for the Future You Scholarship? Yeah. So I, let's see, I know you had coached one of my um entrepreneur friends. 
And so I had seen how she had grown through working with you and had just heard great things about you. And I think during that time, I had started listening to your podcast too. I loved the insights that you were sharing every week. And I could tell that you were really living out the things that you talked about. Like you were going on on runs with your dog every day and uh, making time for like celebrating when, when things went well in your business and making time for yourself and self-care. And so I just really admired that. And so I, I applied for the scholarship thinking like, oh, there's no way that I would <laughs> actually get this. But like, I'll, I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt to apply. So I kind of applied and then, I, I don't know, I didn't think about it a ton afterward. Although I think I, I think I remember like the day that I knew you were going to announce, I like checked my email a couple of times and was like, oh, there, there's no email. Like she probably selected somebody else. It's totally fine. But um and I remember being so excited when I got, got your email later that day. That's so funny, too, because I remember that day. And I remember I had, like, the hardest time. Just, like, it It was actually, like, a lot of, like, I don't know if pressure is the right word. But I remember being really torn about this decision, like, more so than previous. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I just have to go with my gut on this. Like, it, it, I just have to, like, <laughs> I have to listen to that. I think it's so beautiful to see how when we follow that intuition, it just unfolds so wonderfully and so beautifully mm-hmm. because, I mean, it's just been such an honor to be your coach and I've just loved our time together. And I just think that it was just like such a beautiful unfolding. But I think that sometimes we think like, oh, that must be like such a quality problem to have, like just have to like, you know, select all these people to work with. But I remember it being a particularly nerve wracking thing. So I'm just like so glad you applied and so glad that it worked out as beautifully as it did. Yeah, the timing, it just felt so perfect, too, because it was... I remember thinking like what, from when we started coaching was, you know, our six month timeline, I looked ahead and I knew I was pregnant at the time and I knew like, okay, that's going to take me basically up until maternity leave. And it was such a unique time in my life and my business. And it's yeah, like, like you said earlier, it's my first baby. So I'm like trying to figure out what this kind of new stages of life is going to be like. And it's been really, really helpful to be able to walk through all of that with you. Oh, yay. Amazing. So can you tell me, like, first, I would love to hear like a little bit of background on your business, like how you got started, how you decided that website copy was like your thing, and how you've really like grown your business over time. Because I think that hearing those journeys and just like really understanding how the journey unfolds for other people can just be so incredibly helpful in navigating our own paths sometimes. Yeah, so I started out as a journalist. So I worked in, I studied journalism in college and I worked in community newspapers as a reporter writing articles. And I I loved that work and I did it for about five or so years. And the kind of problem I started to see was like, uh, when I looked around at the, the newsroom and, and the whole culture, it, it seemed like everybody that was working in that environment, they kind of had to choose, had to choose between like their their life and journalism in a lot of ways. And not that I, I mean, I knew that there probably could be ways to, you know, ways around that, but um, it was just, it was a really hard job. It was a lot of hours and not a lot of pay. And, and so I started kind of wondering like, what, how, how could I use these skills that I love and apply them in ways that could actually support my family better and support my life better and allow me, I, I really knew that I wanted to have a family one day and allow me to be like home for dinner with my husband at a reasonable time and that kind of stuff. And so I started looking around at different marketing positions and I actually had never, never really known much about copywriting, but I kind of stumbled upon it during that time. And I realized like, oh, I could actually, like I could use interviews as a copywriter and I could write like I loved at the time writing articles about like businesses in the community. And so I thought like, oh, I could actually like help the people that are in those businesses with their websites and help them communicate about themselves and the way that they want to be communicating. And so as I was job searching, I ended up taking a marketing position at a, a coaching company for a, a year and a half or so. And after that, I still really had the itch to kind of try things out on my own and figure out what it would be like to be a, a copywriter and a business owner. And so I, I like the website side of things, I think, because I, I like, I like creativity with structure. And so I love that there are definitely some best practices to follow with 
writing websites and that there there are some like you can look at the data and see how how things are performing and and look at like user experience best practices but also get creative within that and and really help people help people shine and, and talk about themselves in a way that that makes their ideal clients feel connected to them and, and want to hire them. Yes. And I think that that's one of the things that I really love about your business in particular is that you really take a considered approach to doing those interviews and getting getting the information straight from the source, I think is just like, it's so incredibly valuable, right? Because I think I'm sure we've all had this experience, like as business owners, sometimes we're just so close to our business. And it's really difficult to see kind of outside of our view of things. So just being able to bring in that outside perspective from clients is just like such a gift, right? And I think that a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, like if I was to do that, that would be a tremendous amount of work, right? So like for a business owner to find time in their schedule to go back to talk to other clients, it's funny, it's kind of what we're doing right now, but like (laughs) to go back and talk to previous clients and understand like, what made the biggest difference. And like, and I just think that that's just like such a beautiful thing that you do for your clients because you're really able to be this neutral party that comes in and is able to like get those like little nuggets of information that make all of the difference in copywriting, because I know you believe that the words we say really do matter. And I think that that's just like such a amazing part of what you do. So absolutely love how you support your clients in that way. And just like, believe in that so much, because I I know that the difference that can have is tremendous, right? Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I love that part of it. And it's so funny because I'm super introverted. So I sometimes laugh that I like built this business where I I spend a lot of time. (laughs) Yeah, I spend a lot of time, you know, interviewing my clients' clients. And I have these like three hour kickoff calls with my clients where we like dive really deep on their brand. But I actually get really energized by those one on one calls because yeah, it just it it is really powerful to to see like the the consistent themes that come up on those client interview calls and then also to help those business owners get that clarity on their on their brand and on on their business. Amazing. So I am so curious to hear in our work together, was there one simple shift that made the biggest difference to you? One mindset shift that kind of stood out from the rest as something that that really stuck with you, that you carried forward, and that made the biggest difference in your business? Yeah. So I think for me, it was the idea that everything comes down to a trade-off in in business. Like every decision can be viewed as a trade-off. And I... I tend to be kind of a perfectionist with yes. <laughs> and, and get stalled out on decisions. And I like, I want to, I want to make like the, the best possible decision. Like even, you know, when I'm like buying something new for my house, I'm always like reading reviews and reading, like just wanting to do, totally. do everything the, the right way. So I think it was really helpful to be able to just step back and say, okay, this not, not even just pros and cons, but like, is this worth the trade-off that I'm making here? Like, and then we can talk about examples of what that looked like. But but yeah, that was really powerful for me. Yeah, totally. I love this. And I'm so excited that we're having this conversation today because I think that this is so often where we get stuck in business, right? We're looking for the one thing that just does not involve any trade-offs, right? And we think that if we just like engineer our business in such a way, or if we just make the exact perfect decision at the exact perfect time, then there's never going to be a downside associated with that. What I have found to be true is that that just simply isn't the case, right? Almost every decision that we make has a trade-off associated with it. But the beauty of that is then we can stop making ourselves wrong for the decisions that we do make. It's so much easier to back our decisions because we're making them knowing that there will be trade-offs, knowing what the trade-offs will be and which trade-offs we're more willing to accept than others. So rather than looking for this like perfect thing and wondering like why we haven't found like the unicorn in business yet, we get to really make empowered decisions and really show up in a way that says, you know, I think that this is going to be the best decision for me. I know that there will be certain things, certain trade-offs associated with that. And I am willing to accept that and still know that it's the best decision. So just a little bit more context there on kind of like how we are having these 
conversations around trade-offs during coaching calls and how it really does come into play and make things just feel so much lighter. Like (laughs) it's just like we could put so much pressure on ourselves if we wanted to, which of course we don't looking for the one thing that just doesn't have trade-offs, but instead we just get to decide that which trade-offs are okay. So I'm trying to think back when this really came into play in your business, but is there like one time that this shift stood out to you in sort of like deciding which way to move forward? Yeah. So I think the first time that I remember like it feeling really powerful was I was at a point where I was really stressed out because I kind of feeling overworked a little bit, but I also didn't feel like I had the financial capacity to hire help at that time. So I was kind of, I was getting all caught up and like, okay, like I just have to have to do this work. I can't hire help. And I think you pointed out to me like, okay, if you were to do like one more VIP day. I was doing these like VIP days where I'm working for a client for like four hours in one day or a certain set, a set amount of time in one day. So you you mentioned like, okay, if you do one more VIP day this month, could you afford to hire a VA this month to take 10 hours of work off your plate? And I was like, oh yeah, I I could. And like, is that worth the trade-off of giving up, you know, one day or even a half day of my time this month to be able to have that support in my business. And it totally, like it totally was, but I think I was just getting so caught up in that story that I, I couldn't afford to hire the help and that I, I didn't have time to do anything else and take on more projects. Uh, But I think it really made it, it really clarified it for me. Totally. And I think that that's just like such a helpful way to think about it. Like, I think that like you are at a spot in your business where you book clients with ease. Like you can send out an email, you can follow up with a previous lead and you can book those like VIP days. You can book clients. Like that's like such a beautiful magic spot to be in, in your business. But I think that also with that is, is remembering like we tend to bring with us previous stories, right? So I think that like in that instance, you were still very much in the, the mindset of like, I have to do this all on my own or like all of these things are falling on my plate. And like, basically this isn't going to change. This is just kind of like (laughs) the way things are. I'm sure there's a more eloquent, eloquent way I could put that, but I think it was mostly just like we've been running in one mode for so long that it's hard to see the bigger picture sometimes. And part of that conversation was just really if we step outside of the story that like this isn't a financially viable option right now, what changes could we make? What decisions could we make so that it can become a financially viable option? And I think that that was something that you put in motion relatively quickly. Like I think within the span of two weeks from when we, you know, had that conversation to when we, when you actually like started booking VIP days to, you know, have that income coming in so that you could make that higher. I mean, that was probably like a two week span, I think. Do you remember? I mean, yeah, I think it was even maybe just a few days after that call. I think it was <laughs> yeah. Because I, at that point I had, I had one or two clients, especially who were wanting to book more of those days, but I was like blocking my calendar off because I was so stressed out and I wasn't even allowing that work to come in. And so it was a matter of like, okay, is having support worth the trade-off of like, maybe what if I opened up Fridays for this month and I let that work come in? I won't, you know, I won't have those free Fridays to work on whatever I'd been doing at during that time. But like, is that worth not being stressed out all the time? And it totally was. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, was we definitely talked about like what kind of work you actually wanted to be doing and what kind of work we would want to hand off. Right. Because I think sometimes when we're in that mindset and we've been doing it by ourselves for so long, we just don't see that. Like I would so much rather make money doing the things I actually enjoy doing, which in your case is working with clients, is doing that writing, is supporting them rather than some of the more admin based tasks, the social media scheduling, the other things that were, were taking up time, but you weren't necessarily seeing as quick of a return on. I mean, I don't want to oversimplify it and say like it was a super easy decision, right? But I think like it really did like reveal itself as the best decision to make simply because you did know what the trade-offs associated with it were. And like, that was a really easy 
trade-off to stomach because you love supporting clients. So I think it was just like such a beautiful unfolding there. Do you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. It is no secret that I am a huge fan of free calls. However, I also know that this is not the only sales strategy out there and heck, it may not be the sales strategy that feels best to you. In fact, most sales strategies do involve trade-offs of some sort. The trade-off of offering a free 30-minute call is that I'm offering up 30 minutes of my time But the benefit of that is that I am able to establish that relationship so much quicker and really support you in finding your biggest mindset blocks that much faster. However, other people might have a different way of selling that feels good to them, and that might involve a longer timeline. But that trade-off is totally okay for them because they would rather have audio DMs going on back and forth for a little while before pitching, which is totally fine. So can you see how both of those really involve trade-offs, but it really is about finding the trade-off that you're more okay with so that you can sell in a way that feels really freaking good to you. If you're ready to figure out how to sell in that way that feels good to you and what the trade-offs are involved with that, then I would absolutely love for you to join me on my free Sincere Sales Coaching Call. This is a 30-minute call where you and I will get to the root of your biggest mindset challenge around sales so that we can shift it and you can start converting with more ease than ever before. You can grab your spot at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales, and I only do a few of those each week, so be sure to grab yours before those are gone. So I know that you have a little bit of a tendency to be a perfectionist, which is fine. We all do. (laughs) And I would just love to know, like, how has like viewing trade-offs helped you to move through that kind of like perfectionist tendency in your business? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think there was probably one, one might be around my course launch. So I was putting together this series of courses and I had told myself that they had to be video courses because that's the way courses were going to be like that, that in my mind was just what a course was. Yeah. Um, and so, and, but I was dreading that part of it cause I hate being on video. And I think at one point I, oh, I think I was recording a, an audio freebie at, at, at the time. And so you said to me, like, why don't you just make your course an audio course like this freebie? And it, I think it helped me to step back and be like, well, like, could I actually do that? Like, can you actually like, can you sell an audio course? Like, is that a thing you, you can do? Um, and so and I think in that way, I mean, I guess it wasn't not that it wasn't it wasn't like imperfect, um, but I think it was just I had created this idea in my head that a course has to be this whole big video thing and I think just stepping back from that and saying like what if it wasn't what if I just did it in a way that worked for me and that I like learning through audio and it hopefully there are other people out there that will connect with learning through audio and I'm finding that there are so I think that was really really helpful Totally. I think that that was such an eye-opener for me as well because I saw how quickly you put together the freebie. I remember reading through the content for that and seeing like how quickly you had put that together and how like on a mission you were to record that and get that out. And it was just like this completely different energy to be in. And it was, it struck me because I was like, this is like a different energy than what I've seen you bring to some of the previous things. And like, how do we keep this rolling basically? So I just remember that being like, it's so striking to me and thinking like, as you were talking through the course and as you were like talking about the launch and when that was going to happen and how it was going to unfold. And it just became so clear that there was like one way that you thought courses should look right. Which I totally get, right? Like I think that we've all seen courses, taken courses, and we think that they have to be this one certain way, but even just looking at like how much value you shared in that freebie and looking at how easily you put that together and looking at how I know I like to consume content because I'm a very like audio, it's not like it's my way or the highway, but like I could just see that like I am such a person that would so much rather like put my earbuds in and go for a walk and and learn that way rather than have like another thing where I was like glued to my screen watching videos, that whole thing. It just seemed like such a value add to me. So it was just like so helpful for me to see like, 
this is actually something that like has a lot of legs and I think you would be really good at. So from a coach's perspective, it was kind of like a no brainer to like really open that up and be that reflection for you that like, Hey, it doesn't have to look this one certain way. We can actually, it actually can be an audio course. It actually would be a huge value add for your people to be able to like take it with them on the go and learn in that way. And I think like that was just such a beautiful unfolding because I think you're right. I think we think of perfectionism as like wanting to get like one thing polished and perfect and like do it till it's great kind of thing. But I think it can also show up in these other ways where we're just thinking that it has to look one certain way. And then when we, when we decide it doesn't, and we decide we're like, okay, I think we did talk about trade-offs there too, where you were like, oh, but like, you know, some of the home pages get laid out in a certain way. And will people really get that? And we just were able to like find other ways to supplement that so that people could still get the information they needed and they could still understand that. So I think that like, you know, even in that, like knowing the trade-offs of that, knowing that you could just like feel so much better about what you were creating and probably do it, you know, so much faster than if you had hated the video and hated every step of the way. It was just like such a really beautiful thing to to witness and to experience. So I'm I'm so excited that like that opened the door for that. Yeah. Well and the funny thing was I I had beta testers go through the course before I launched it and they gave me some really helpful feedback. And not one person said that they wished that there had been video with yeah. it. <laughs> one person, I had transcripts with it and one person didn't see the transcripts and they were like, well, I wish there had been transcripts. And then I was, I was able to say, oh, there actually are, they're down here. So, but yeah, nobody, nobody needed that, that video. And I was so like hung up on, on that for so long. Which just goes to show like how much mindset really plays a part here, right? Like the things that we think are going to be like the the make or break, right? (laughs) The things that we think are like, well, I couldn't possibly launch a course without X, Y, Z. They're not always and often aren't as big of a thing as we make them in our head, right? So I think that just being able to like have that reflection is so beautiful. And then I think the other thing that I just want to give you so much credit for here is like you were so willing to try something and and like let it play out and like see how it worked. And I think that that was just so useful, right? Like I I can think back to a few times where this came into play, but I remember, you know, that conversation around opening up more VIP days. I think like that was just like, we didn't know which way that was going to go at the time, right? Like, we didn't know if you were going to love that or if you were going to be like, oh, I wish I, like, had only taken on more one-on-one clients. And then, you know, we got later on into your pregnancy and you decided that you actually, like, did want to cap taking on new clients because you had actually hit capacity. And, like, that was another decision. And then you wanted to put more energy and effort towards this launch. Like all of those were decisions where like, we really didn't know how they were going to play out. Like I would love to, like, I would love to sit here and be like, oh, I knew that was going to work. Right. But like, I think, you know, we can have a really strong mindset through that thing, but how it actually unfolds, we never really know. Right. And I think you were just so willing to show up taking the best next step and being open to the trade-offs associated with that, but like letting it play out, letting it just like experimenting basically and seeing how it all turned out. Because I think that like, you know, there could have been a way where you could have gotten very stuck, right? Like, well, I don't know if that's the right decision. I don't know if that's the right thing. But I think that knowing that there were trade-offs associated just made it easier to keep moving and trying and like just keep going forward essentially. So I don't know, does anything come up for you there? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think that totally, like thinking about that way totally brought me back into a place of like agency in my my business and just feeling like I was in the driver's seat. And I think it also, I think that's one of the things that was really helpful about working with a coach was just kind of taking that more experimental approach and not feeling, and just knowing that like, okay, if I, if I open up more VIP days this month and I hate it, then we can talk about that and figure out, okay, like how, how do we move out of this and how do we make like make a different choice? Or yeah, when I decided to, to, to cap my, my new clients that I was taking on and just work, work with my returning clients for the rest of my, my time until maternity leave, we were able to look at that and say like, okay, this, this could totally flop or I could decide that I'm really bored and 
then we can figure out what to do when we get there. But I didn't, I didn't get to that point because it actually was, it was awesome. So yeah, I think it, it just helped me to feel like, okay, where, wherever this decision leads me, I'm going to be able to, to learn from it and also act on it when I get, when I get that result. And the thing that comes up for me there is like permission to change your mind, right? Like I think so often in business, we want to know like, what's the thing, right? Like what's the right decision here? What's the right thing? Like, how do I make sure that like, like nothing ever flops basically. Right. And the truth is like, Mm -hmm. we just don't know, right? Like we don't know, like there's no one decision we can make that's going to like completely absolve us of challenges. But I think that like, just knowing that there's that permission to change your mind there made it so much easier for you to decide to close one-on-one. It made it so much easier for you to decide to put effort and energy towards launching your course. Like knowing that like, if it didn't feel good and it didn't work out and it wasn't ultimately what you wanted, like you could just change your mind. Like that was, that was totally on the table. And I think like, you know, around this conversation of trade-offs too, that like, that's really useful. It's just really useful to know that like, sometimes we got to pivot. Sometimes we got to make a different decision. And yes, there are trade-offs associated with that. But like, if you know that you can always change your mind and that you can decide that you're okay with the trade-offs of that, it's just like, magic starts happening then because it just, you're just not held back by the same things that you were if you feel like you can't make a wrong decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you had a successful launch recently, which is super exciting for your homepage course. And I'm just super curious, was there anything that stood out to you in making that like a more easeful experience that you would want to share with our listeners? Yeah, so I I was launching at eight months pregnant, and <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily recommend that. <laughs> but but I think I you know it was my first time ever launching anything like a course, and so I think I had said to you I just had heard I'd heard so many like podcasts and stories about just how exhausting launch periods could be, and. I was like, oh, I don't know if I have the energy for this and kind of getting worried about what that could actually look like. And your advice to me was to plan the launch and launch the plan. And so basically to come up with what I was going to do, come up with the content that I was going to send out, schedule it out and just let it kind of let it roll and and learn from it and in the process too. I, I think I could have put a lot more pressure on myself to like be showing up everywhere all the time during that week and or during the, those weeks and um and try to do more like more visibility activities but i i think the way that it ended up rolling out it was it, it was actually very easy when it was all said and done like i i put effort ahead of time into writing the content and getting it all scheduled out and then it just rolled during that time. Yes. Amazing. And for some context there too, like this plan, the launch, launch, the plan actually comes from, so I learned to scuba dive when I was like 13. I learned super young. And one of the phrases they have in dive school is plan the dive, dive the plan. And basically that's a safety thing, basically. So essentially you and your buddy are on the same page. You know exactly how long you're going to be underwater how long everyone has, how long you have to do your safety stuff for so that everyone still can rise to the surface safely with air. So basically it's like, don't change the plan while you're underwater because then your partner goes off looking at a fishy in a different direction and then like puts both of you at risk. So that's essentially where that phrase comes from. But I think it's super useful when it comes to launches as well, because like Kelsey mentioned, like there's always something else you could be doing, right? Like there's always more you could add to your launch plan. There's always more places you could be showing up. Like this is just like the truth in entrepreneurship, right? Like there's always something else. And I think that that can be almost crazy making to a certain extent because it can leave you feeling like you're never quite doing enough. You're never quite you know, doing enough to see the results that you want. And that can be really frightening during a launch, especially in the beginning, if things aren't gaining momentum as quickly as you had hoped, and then you lose steam and then your emotions are driving the show. And it just becomes like this really heavy and not necessarily useful experience, which of course was not what we were going for. So when we were talking about that, I was like, you know, plan the launch and launch the plan, like decide what it is that you want to be doing, decide how it is that you want to be showing up, decide how many emails or how many beta testers or like what your goal even is for how many courses you want to sell. And then like 
let's roll that out and use it as a learning opportunity so that you can feel really good about the launch rather than having some like imaginary benchmark that we can never quite live up to because the benchmark just keeps moving, right? Because we decide, oh, we need another email. Oh, we need another thing. Oh, this isn't enough, right? So like if you decide those things ahead of time and then you follow through on the plan, the win is following the plan. The win is knowing that like you set out to do this thing and you accomplished the thing. And then it becomes less about the result on the other side of the thing, which also consequently, surprise, surprise, yields better results as well, right? Because you're not stressed and you're not falling off halfway and you're not like showing up with this frantic energy. Like I could go on and on, but that's just why it's so useful. There is like the plan is essentially what helps you to stay grounded and stay rooted and have that energy of ease through the experience. Not saying that you couldn't have added things if you had wanted to, but just that like, that was what gave you that foundation, And I think that that was probably what was like the most helpful in that experience. Totally. And there were definitely things that I could look at and say like, okay, maybe for my next launch, I would, maybe I would do more video or maybe I would do, you know, different, some things differently. But I think in some ways it actually was, even though I was kind of joking that it's not, wasn't great launching eight months pregnant. It was kind of helpful in the sense that I, I just knew that my energy was limited and I didn't need to pour everything into trying to make this the perfect launch like I could I could just let it roll and learn from it and take that information and apply it to the next one I mean I keep going back to this conversation of trade-offs because I think it's just like such a great lens to view this stuff through but like there's a way where like we could have totally gone down the rabbit hole of like I never should have launched eight months pregnant I never should have done this this was a terrible idea like I couldn't give it my all like like it had you been in that mindset, it would have been a totally different experience, right? But because you were like, no, this is a thing that I've really wanted to do. This is something I really want to get out in the world. And I know that the trade-offs of it might be that like, it's not a super smooth process the first time around, or it doesn't feel like I did everything under the sun I possibly could have. But like, that's still okay, because I'll have this experience to learn from. And I'll have this launch under my belt. And I'll have so many people who have gone through the course. And like, that will feed back into my business. So like, the trade-offs were just so worth it there rather than being like, you know, this was just the wrong time. Because I mean, there's never I mean, I really believe there's no perfect time for anything. So I think that you just like giving yourself the gift of that experience was what made it what it was, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. So I'm so curious to hear, was there anything that really stood out to you or surprised you about our work together that you weren't expecting or just looked a little different than you thought it would? And what would that be? So I did not realize that you would be offering to review my content for me and how transformative that would be for the way that I talk about my business. So I think early on we started with like I would write a blog post and you would you would review the blog post in Google Docs and give give feedback and that I think it turned into like you reviewing some of my website copy that I was writing for new pages, new offerings, and um, some of my course launch materials. And one thing that I just realized the more and more that you reviewed my content was that even though I, as a copywriter, am always helping my clients talk about the benefits that they offer their clients and their businesses, I was not doing a very good job of showing up and talking about that for myself. And so one of your most consistent pieces of feedback to me in my content was to like make sure you're weaving in the benefits here and make sure you're showing them like why that is such a good thing for them or how you can help them with that and and just really making sure I was tying in that that sales piece and the and and the benefits piece for my for my readers and my audience. It and it was so fascinating to me that that's it made such a difference I think in the way that I communicate about myself on social media and on my website and even when I'm talking about my business and it's just so funny to me because that is like my area of expertise for helping other people. I would say that's true for like all of us, honestly. And it's such a trained skill, right? Like I think that, you know, you can even have the skill and you're so close to your own business that it's just like, 
it's like, well, of course they know, right? Like, of course they know why having amazing website copy is going to build their business and help them get dream clients and all of these amazing things that you do for your clients. But they don't know unless we tell them, right? And I think that that's like the biggest thing that stands out for me when I'm reviewing client content is like, well, they should just know, right? Like they should just know that like it's going to build their business. They should just know that it's going to help them grow. And the truth is like people don't know unless we tell them. So when we talk about the benefits, like I think that we almost have to walk it out like a little bit further, right? So I think like you would be really good at being like, you know, then you'll have amazing website copy that really connects with your dream clients. And I would go in there and I'd be like, cool. So like what is connecting with their dream clients actually do for them? And what does it actually do for their business, right? So sometimes it's just walking it out that like one extra step. Like why does that actually matter? What's going to come after that? That's going to be the result that they're like actually after. Because of course we want to connect with our dream clients, but ultimately the reason we want to do that is to build and grow our business. So I just think that that's like, it's funny you say that. And I think it's such amazing feedback because a lot of times people think of sales as like, oh my gosh, I could never, right? Like I feel like this like cringeworthy reaction when it comes to even the word sales or thinking about sales. But so many of the people listening to this today, you're probably selling without even realizing it. You're probably doing this without even knowing that you're doing it. It's just that we have to like talk about the benefits a little more, like lean into it even more so than you're already doing. And you're probably not that far away, but just having that outside perspective to be like, Ooh, we could talk about this a little more. Like this is definitely something you do for your clients. This is definitely something that helps them grow. And actually communicating that in the messaging is just like, it's such a powerful thing and it's such a powerful shift. So I love that so much. I'm like so excited by that feedback. (laughs) So I think that like people listening to this are probably thinking like being pregnant and growing your business and having coaching support like all at the same time, like that sounds like a lot. Like that just sounds like you have a lot going on, right? Like all of those things and a launch that you had later on. So I'm just wondering like, how did you navigate that? Like, I think that's the question that stands out most for me is like, I know that you are someone who like, you know, shows up for your business in an exceptional way, but how did you navigate the kind of like self-care that went into that and really just making sure that you had your needs met as you grew the business? Because you definitely grew your business during this time. Like you did some big things. So can you talk to me a little bit about like how you made that happen? Yeah. So I would say my pregnancy was way different than I expected. First of all, I felt like my first trimester, I was just cruising through and about halfway through my pregnancy, I just started to feel really weird, like really, really foggy and started to feel really overwhelmed by any, pretty much any amount of work that came in because I would work for like 15 minutes and then need to go take like a two hour nap or something. And it just was, it wasn't working. So I think I was getting to this point in my second trimester where I was just feeling kind of burnt out. And I was expressing that to you. And one, one thing that you did that really helped was you set up these daily check-in emails for me where that came in every day, at, I think four thirty. they, and it was, I could either respond to them or just kind of like check in with myself. But basically it would just, it just would ask me, how are you feeling today? And the more that I did that practice, the more I realized that, okay, on the days when I took the afternoon and afternoon off or just took 30 minutes in the afternoon and took a nap, I was a much better person. Like I ended the day feeling better. I was more excited to go into the evening with my husband and it, like it just turned the day around in, in a huge way. And so I think that that was really eye-opening to realize like, oh, I need to like, I need to block off my afternoon so that I can really protect that time to be able to, to have, to take a nap if I need to, or to just have space. Um, and I think in the past that was something that I maybe would have felt guilty for, or yeah, just made, made up a story about, but I, I think being able to look at it and say like, no, this is like, this is directly impacting how I'm feeling and that's impacting how I'm showing up for my clients was really helpful. And then that also led me to that that point later on where I was able to decide, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I need to 
take a break from new client work in this time when I'm preparing for maternity leave and when I'm trying to make sure my my returning clients are well taken care of before I go off offline for a few months. And so um, I think just having those daily check-ins was helped me see how important it is to honor the way that I'm feeling in my business and that I need to show up for myself no matter what that looks like. The biggest thing that stood out for me and why we ended up doing those daily check-ins was just that I think you had so much, and this is like super common with high achieving entrepreneurs in general, is like we almost have this tendency sometimes to ignore our own needs in pursuit of the business goals, right? So we'll so often put the needs of the business so much ahead of our own needs, or I'll see the opposite too, right? Where it's like, you know, we'll put our own needs so much further ahead of the business needs and it can go the opposite direction. So I think it's it's interesting just to do a check-in um, with yourself, like as you're listening to this and be like, whose needs are, whose needs are going first right now, right? And I think like, It really is about finding that balance between both, right? Like both can happen. Like we can take care of our own personal needs and get like, you know, the nap or the walk or whatever it is. And then we can also take care of the business needs and we can send the email, we can follow up with the client, we can, you know, write the copy or the blog post or whatever. Like both of those things can happen. But I think like what we were seeing was that the the business came first and foremost, right? Like the business needs always got taken care of. And when it came to checking in with yourself as to like how you were feeling and where you were at, like that tended to be further down on the list. So I think it was really this mindset shift of taking care of yourself is taking care of the business. The business actually does better when you take care of yourself. And I know that this is like such a difficult thing for us to wrap our heads around sometimes because we're like, I hear you, but right. Like it feels like this, like really big thing, like, but I don't think that's true for me, but I actually have to send these three emails, but you know, and the thing that, you know, I think we discovered with you just having like limited, more limited capacity than you had in the past was just like those needs became so much more important because that was how you were able to continue, right? Like that was how you were able to move forward without being completely burnt out or wanting to like completely burn down the business or anything like that was just like being able to know like, if I take care of these needs, the business actually is easier to show up in. It's actually easier to take care of what the business needs rather than continuing to push forward from this like place of depletion. So I think that that was like, that was really from my perspective, what the the difference maker was there was just like, I think you're right. I think you started to like honor your own needs so much more And in change, that also supported the business because you were able to continue growing and building and and taking care of things on that front as well. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. Amazing. So before we wrap up today, I would love to know, is there anything that you feel like people should know about our work together or just like anything that stood out to you that you want to share? You know, I think I heard one of your clients refer to you this way, and I it totally resonated with me. I think she called you a business therapist, and I, <laughs> I totally feel that way too. But yeah, I mean, I think it was just so helpful to me to have somebody, somebody in my corner who was kind of paying attention to not only what was making my my business successful and making my business thrive, but also like what was making me personally thrive and and making sure that I was feeling the way I wanted to feel in my business. And that that was just so powerful. Um, and it was something I wasn't really doing for myself before. I think I, I will look back at like old journal entries and things like that. And I one week I was sick and I was writing in my journal like, oh, I didn't get anything done this week. And I, I had a fever. I was I had a hundred degree fever and my complaint was I didn't get anything done. And I think just to have someone who was you know, you were supporting me in doing the work and, and making those really growing my business and making those huge things happen in my business, but also taking care of myself was just so powerful. Oh, 
Okay. So before we wrap up, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? I know that you have an amazing opt-in with the 10 questions to turn website visitors into dream clients. So I would love to just have you talk a little bit about one, where they can find that, but two, also what your current workload looks like if they're looking to work with you, how they can make that happen and just kind of like give us the rundown. Yeah, so you can find me at my website. That is kelseyohalloran.com. And if you scroll to the bottom in my footer, I have that that opt-in there for the the 10 questions um, training. So yeah, and then on, on Instagram, I'm also Kelsey O'Halloran. And as far as work, I am obviously going on maternity leave soon, but I am looking forward to taking on more copywriting projects and um, copy clarity consulting projects in in the late summer early fall so um, like August September time so yeah I I have a a client waiting list on my website where people can sign up to make sure that they they hear about that when I'm reopening spots and yeah I would absolutely love to hop on a call either for my maternity leave or after and, and connect with them about it. Beautiful. Okay. We will be sure that we link to all of those beautiful things in the show notes. And then if you are looking to revamp your website homepage, I know that Kelsey recently launched her course. So I'll let her give you the rundown on that. And then I will let her go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, the course that I launched this spring was the homepage course, and it's all about how to write homepage copy that sounds like you and speaks to your dream clients and generates genuine sales and how to do that all in about seven days. And some people actually did it in one day. So (laughs) some people can do it much faster. But yeah, that is available on my website as well. And the best way to find it is just to go to kelseyohalloran.com slash courses. Beautiful. All right, everyone, you heard it. We will link to that stuff in the show notes so you can get your hands on all those amazing things. Kelsey, it's been an absolute joy. I am just so grateful for how you showed up through this whole experience, how you showed up in our coaching work together. And just, it was an honor and a joy to support you. So thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Like I said, it just, it couldn't have come at a better time and a more impactful time for me. And um, it was just so incredible to work with you. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, Sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. A series of audio courses to help everyday entrepreneurs beat the blank bait. Hold on, we're going to do this part again.